listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. Welcome back to Solid Saturday's Prayer and Inspiration. Listen, I am having such a great time. And I know last week you guys were empowered by it. But listen, this man is about to go deeper. I'm so grateful to have my friend back for part two of The Depth of a Man. Today, Mr. Virgil Strawford, thank you so much again for joining us today. But you know what? I normally give us a little intro before we get into the topic, but I just want to dive in because I feel like there's so much that needs to be shared today and that the people need to hear. So let's just go ahead and dive in. So you gave us a snippet of your journey as a musician. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell y'all, one thing that got me at that conference years ago And still to this day, Pastor Bonita and Virgil, they began to sing a song. Is it called Song of the Lord? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That touched me in such a way at that conference that is I listen to it over and over and over to this day. Such an amazing song. It is. And so when I look at the content that is posted, it reminds me of the anointing that David had when it came to King Saul. You have Mm -hmm. the anointing, the ability that when you play, it just shifts everything. It literally does that. And so when did you start playing? When did you take an interest in becoming a musician or music? I took an interest in music like early in life, maybe, you know, and I guess in my single digits. Yeah, definitely. There was an organ in the house from day one. Growing up Seventh-day Adventist, it's not that we were necessarily in church all the time, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we had that that Friday sundown period, Saturday sundown period, mm-hmm. where we didn't do anything secular. Mm-hmm. So I'm not outside. I'm not watching TV. All I had was pop records on and listen to music. I had James Cleveland in the house, Andre Crouch, Walter Nevin Hawkins. There may have been a couple more, mm-hmm. but those were the right ones to yes, have. <laughs> I mean, you know, Andre, alone, I mean, the all those (laughs) yeah so my time was spent just trying to was listen to that and just trying to pick through it pick Mm -hmm. pick it out this and the other and you know so that's how that started and by the time I became a teenager you know we had a youth choir and I started playing with them and and tried to start inching my way up to the adult choir and I think about that I was just like I was so not good (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to I want to I, I wanna play with the church choir. Can y'all sing all the songs and see? <laughs> well, no, baby, we can't do that. <laughs> so when did you realize that what you have was more than a gift? Or did you realize it? Or are you just going with the flow? You're just being. Probably. I'm glad you gave me that. You liberated me there. Because <laughs> I think maybe it is. I don't know if I can put a win on it. Mm-hmm. But I do know that at some point, I discovered the purpose of the gift. So that's when you come to that realization, then it's more than that. There was a time once I got to Nashville, 
one of the relationships formed with a guy by the name of Dana Reed. Mm. Uh, I did a lot of work with him where he would produce several projects, whatever, and you know, just go up to the house and we just lay stuff down. Mm-hmm. And we would, I don't know, we'd get to talking about hymns, we'd get to talking about just classic songs or what have you, and in the midst of the sessions and sitting in that living room, mm-hmm. just creating an atmosphere of worship while we were, mm-hmm. you know, talking about this music and 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 producing this music. And it was definitely through those times where I started to be, where I was able to, again, have language put to stuff that I had been conscious of mm-hmm. coming up, mm-hmm. but never knew what it was. When I finally had language put to what it was that was inside me, it was atmosphere. It was creation mm-hmm. of atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, cre- creation of atmosphere to worship. And, you know, growing up, you know, I would watch musicians uh, before church, you know, it'd be a prelude period, mm-hmm. but that prelude could consist of anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could just be playing some of anything, some random chords, notes, runs, R&B, mm-hmm. uh, whatever <laughs> came true. to mind. You know, Castle just a bit, and you know, that didn't really do anything to bring people in, mm-hmm. you know, for worship. So when I got to that point where kind of was able to name that thing and see the purpose of it. That's when it became more than a gift because now I'm not just playing, but I'm now on assignment. I remember one time, you know, we at, at Mount Zion, we would play five minutes before service and uh, it would always be something, you know, meditative, worshipful, or whatever. And I was playing actually one of Benita's songs uh, early. Early in the morning. Yes. Our song shall rise to thee. So, Use that for that moment. And there was just, you know, we're just in the midst of it. And I, out of my peripheral vision, I see somebody out in that big sanctuary, just one person just standing up, hands lifted and just worshiping. Mm. And I'm like, this is why we do this, to turn eyes toward Jesus. It wasn't room for pride in that moment, mm-hmm. but it was just like, thank you, God, for using us mm-hmm. in this moment to draw someone closer to you. We pray for it, you know, oh, Lord, and in this service, draw people close to you, let, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we don't really expect it. We pray for it, but we don't yeah. expect it. It just sounds good in the prayer. But but when you see it, it becomes the new gift. I'm trying to contain myself because you say a <laughs> lot of good stuff. It is so genuine and true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's just back up for a second. You said mm-hmm. we pray for it, but we don't mm-hmm. expect it. Because when you move into a place of expectation, then you operate different. You're more yes. aware of things. Yeah. You were you expected it because you prepared for it. Right. Praying and preparing. Praying is really like a place of preparation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you were able to acknowledge, okay, boom. You know, even if it was just one person in this huge sanctuary, mm-hmm. the assignment was for that person at that Absolutely. time. Absolutely. You just don't ask God for something and expect him not to do it you know come on uh come on let your presence be be felt oh you know and then you go and operate according to you you. right yeah you know this is so good you just stirred up so much in me it reminds me of the scripture where i believe jesus was talking about hypocrites don't pray Mm -hmm. as hypocrites do Mm -hmm. wow and a lot of people in the church 
they, for some reason, your mind goes to outs- outside church, people not following through with obvious mm-hmm. stuff and you're a mm-hmm. hypocrite. But if right. you're sitting up in church and you're operating through the routine and religion mm-hmm. of things rather than genuinely praying these things and waiting in expectation, Right. I think that's what Jesus was talking about as well, because you're praying yeah. this, but you're just praying it out of routine. Mm-hmm. You're just praying it to be heard. And that's praying, not- praying what you heard to be heard. Come on and so, say that. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't invoke the presence of the Lord and then ignore the or, presence of the Lord. Or just act, yeah, just act like it ain't there. So creating an atmosphere for people to see the presence of God is very Dependent upon preparation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your expectation comes Mm -hmm. from your preparation. Yes. You know, you said something so key that I think that would shift, really shift perspectives of people if they really looked at ministry like this or services or however you serve in a community, that Mm -hmm. things are an assignment. So Mm -hmm. how are you preparing for your assignment? We have assignments in every area of our lives. And as it relates to the man, you have an assignment to be a father, assignment to be a husband, assignment to be an employee, a boss, Mm -hmm. a manager, a musician, a preacher. Um, brother, these are all people, Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple personalities, (laughs) right? What'd you say? What kind of multiple personalities? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness, we in trouble. (laughs) We in trouble. (laughs) But they're all assignments, and Mm -hmm. I love how you related your assignment back to knowing your purpose when you realize Mm -hmm. that your gift was more than a gift when you understood your purpose and when you understood your purpose you understood your assignment talking about purpose studies show that men identify by what they do however there are a lot of men who may be unfulfilled by what they do which leads to identity issues that affect all areas of their life they may be good at what they do but they don't feel any depth to their lives so i wanted to ask you how can they begin living more fulfilling lives. The key to fulfillment, I believe, is to live in purpose. When I'm doing things and I feel that I'm out of purpose, I'm just not fulfilled. And that could be in my job. And so you can sit on any job and be out of purpose. And all you're getting out of it is the check. And if there's something in you that's saying, yeah, yo, that's that's not enough. A lot of times people will sit in something where they're not purposed to be just for the sake of this one thing, rather than seeking out what it is God means for you to be doing, Mm -hmm. seeking out that which God needs for you to do, that which he created you, for which he created you. I've been in situations where I had to think about, okay, you know what, at this point, all this is is a check. Yeah, I'm tired of this check. That is real good. And it's real. I need the money, you know, yeah. I need the provision. Yeah. But it's this is just not working. Yeah, it's, it's not working with my spirit. So here I am unfulfilled. Men mm-hmm. are taught to work. Like just get yeah. a job. You need to mm-hmm. work because if you don't right. work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of working men that are unfulfilled. Yeah. And confused and mm-hmm. I think it's because there's not understanding. You have these unfulfilled dreams. You have these unfulfilled goals. 
and you feel stuck and you don't know how to maneuver to get to those dreams and those goals. And a lot of times, you know, as we started off this episode, it really requires you taking a leap of faith. But that requires you to have relationship with God to know the timing of when it is time right. to move. The first man, Adam, God created him, established relationship with him, and then he gave him instructions. Mm. So Adam was there in the garden. God told him, you got all of this, the land, the animals, subdue this. From him subduing the land and him subdu- subduing the situation that was his provision so god established relationship with adam and gave him purpose that is good you need to say that one more time for the people in the back in the bike (laughs) (laughs) god established relationship with adam and then he gave him purpose yeah so adam was good if you have that relationship with god and then you seek what is the purpose what is it that he wants you to do I mean, when you think about it, God wanted Adam and Eve to prepare the land for the rest of us to come. Y'all make this girl. That's your purpose. You're going to be fulfilled because it's going to harvest nourishment. It's going to give you the covering that you're going to eventually need. But it was all in the purpose that he gave them. So when we find our purpose, we can be fulfilled because we're doing what we know we were created to do. And we... We're doing what we know that God is going to equip us to do. He's never going to leave us without the tools to do what he wants us to do. That's good. I think that if we just take those three things, relationship with God, he'll Mm -hmm. give you purpose and then you'll be secure. There goes that word again. Absolutely. Having relationships with people. Mm -hmm. A lot of relationships fail. Because of insecurity, insecurity, the depth of a man, your identity, your purpose, every, your worship, it comes in you nurturing, developing your relationship with God. Your instructions are in your is in your relationship with God. Yes, yeah. God sends people to give you instructions to be used by him to lead you in the right bring confirmation. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. But the only way that you'll get to that confirmation is if you have relationship with God. If there is one thing that you could say to awaken or strengthen the man, then what would that be? First of all, my uh, one of my one of my two favorite scriptures is uh First Thessalonians four and eleven, where it says that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. When I first heard that, it almost felt like there was a little shade in it, you know. Quit talking so much. Mind your business. But it's really it's really a blueprint for life. When you look at uh, the life of David, he held to two things, his assignment and his relationship with God. His assignment was tending sheep. So it's just him and the sheep. One. So that's a pretty quiet life. Then there came a day where his assignment shifted uh, when he was called to play before Saul. Now he has this new assignment. His success in the assignment was dependent upon his relationship with God. So now the assignment and relationship, we see marry and mesh together because without what he had with God through his gifts, he couldn't complete this assignment. So seek to be quiet so you can hear from God. 
tend to your business, meaning your assignment. Tend to that. Be diligent. All of these things that we've talked about, you'll find yourself not suffering unfulfillment. The statement in short is 1 Thessalonians 4 and 11. That is so powerful. I think what you just said in the depth of what you just said did something. Okay, it wasn't the first time, but it's the first time (laughs) that I've had a guest on this podcast where I literally had to hold back tears because of how genuine that answer Mm -hmm. was. And for me, it's always like just a a blessing for me to do this podcast, not for me, but knowing that people are listening to this Mm -hmm. and you being able to break that down in a way that people can digest it. Mm -hmm. It moved me in a way where I'm like, man, people are really going to get changed. They're really going to be transformed with you saying what was it? First Thessalonians four and eleven, mm-hmm. or second? Okay, first Thessalonians four and eleven. First, okay. uh-huh. and you beginning with keep a quiet life. Mm-hmm. A lot of men are not taught that because right. they are called to lead and be vocal and you know do this and that. Lead but loud. I think, yeah, I think when you said that, I feel such a relief for mm-hmm. the man. Right. Where okay, it's cool. You know, just sometimes you need to be quiet. And stay in your lane and move in that lane, move in your gift, your purpose, the assignment, tend to your business, Mm -hmm. then God will do the rest. You don't have to make things happen. You don't Mm -hmm. have to force things. You don't have to overexert yourself. All you have to do is just listen. Mm -hmm. And to listen, you got to be quiet. Yes. And here's the thing about it. One of the, I was trying to find the translation, but, uh, the NLT says, make it your goal to live a quiet life. Uh, when I first heard it, the wording was make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. So I think that language allows you to take pride in that. Yeah. In living a quiet, make it an ambition. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, move toward that. You That's know? good. It just makes you feel taller, I think. You know, make it your ambition to live a quiet life, minding your own business working with your hands just as we instructed you before there's a glory in it yeah absolutely I love it so before we end this episode we normally go into prayer and I want to ask you if you could lead us in prayer pray for the man pray for the strength of the man but also which I know you will do is whatever Holy Spirit lays on your heart so if you will could you please lead us in prayer Father God we thank you Uh, we thank you for life health and strength Uh, thank you for the favor over our lives we thank you for your hand of protection over us God we thank you for even thinking to create us you you are God the kingdom was and is yours and you still saw fit still saw need to create us and when you did it, you, after you had created everything that we needed, God, you started with man. And we just counted an honor and a privilege to be that that was that you created in your image, Lord. We love you and we glorify you for it. And God, we ask that you would allow us as men to stand up 
uh, to stand up and represent what it is that you have called and purposed us to do, God. We ask that you would uh, strengthen us, uh, strengthen us to live that quiet life. Strengthen our hands, God, that we may do the work that you have set before us. Uh, we, uh, we ask that you would keep our eyes open and focused uh, that we may see you as you move uh, in our lives. Uh, we ask that you would keep our ears sharp that we may hear your voice. God, don't let us move without you. Give our hearts the, the, the desire to, to hear from you that when we move, that we consider things, that when we accept things, that when we reject things, that we have heard from you and we have not missed you. Uh, we're totally dependent on you, God. This, there's nothing we can do without you. We, we need you. God, we thank you for uh, this ministry that you've given Sister Tiffany. Uh, we ask that you would continue to strengthen her. Uh, we see all the things that she posts on social media and we, we see the, the power that goes forth from her mouth. We ask that you would continue to, to, to just, just bless and keep her in her house. We see how you are, how you're dealing with her son, how you are just pouring and depositing into him and we thank you for that God Lord we ask that you would once again just let us be the men that you have purposed us to be God give us that relationship with you that you gave to Adam and speak to us plainly and clearly uh, that we may hear you and that we, that we may respond to you accordingly in all that we do and say God we love you we bless you we we honor you and we just count it a privilege to be your creations and to be called by uh, the name of your son Jesus the Christ and in that Lord we ask that as we continue as we hear from you that we will also seek to turn from our wicked ways, God, because we're living in a time now where we're seeing all of these things, a lot of things that we've seen where prophecy has said they, were, they would happen, but we're seeing all these things, and a lot of them, uh, these evils are at the hands of men, God. So we ask that you would return men unto you, and as you do that, we still believe and expect a healing of the land because at the end of the day it's it's our goal on this earth to see a healing in the land Lord we praise you and we just give you glory God and even in this moment we we'll just be quiet now and just meditate on you just, and just think on you give you glory.
we love you. You're an amazing God. He is not like you. You deserve all the glory and the honor. Let our, li let our lives give you glory, God. Listen, y'all, so Virgil, he's a musician, but as you can see, his worship is just not on the keys. Just as powerful he as he is on the keys and inviting the presence of God in, this is something that he did without any music, without a song, and that just speaks back to you having a relationship with God, your relationship comes your purpose. And it doesn't matter what form or what platform or where you are, what you have, what you don't have, your purpose will always shine regardless of what's there and what's not there. So Virgil, thank you so much. Thank you so this, much. This is such a special episode for me in one because you're on here and i appreciate your support i know you support me in more ways than one and i like to always go back and support you as well virgil has a so uh, clothing line well t-shirts uh atmosphere creators so just like he created this atmosphere that i'm trying to talk through <laughs> but it's thick up in here <laughs> he has a line with that could you give us some information about that my website uh is the atmosphere store.net got a few things on there uh we're gonna look to do some modifications here soon but uh that's that uh, find me on instagram at atmospheres everything and also yeah. a youtube channel but yeah but yeah you could tell us how they can get in contact with you as well yes definitely definitely you can go to uh, atmospheres everything on instagram and, and find uh you know more information on there and like i said the, the site for um the the shirts and, and the merchandise is the atmosphere store.net so y'all make sure y'all go check them out you will be blessed <laughs> trust me i enjoy your ministry virgil i enjoy thank it you. today thank you again i'm very very grateful all right, y'all. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today, for listening in. It is my prayer that you were able to receive the content, the message, the inspiration that was given today, and also the prayer. And I'm just let y'all sit in it because I know that because we serve a faithful, loving, genuine, powerful God, that you did receive everything. And now you are feeling just what we're feeling is the glory of God. So because of that, I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time.